The following podcast is work safe. Gaming. More dear Gaming. You can Alright, hello everyone and welcome to our second breakout bonus level mini So Today we'll be talking about portable gaming that you can do even on the can, as the song says. Uh, Jaden, welcome to the show. We always have you on for our little portable gaming section. And today is a very, very special episode that I've been just chomping at the bit to get to because we're going to talk about the iPhone, but more importantly, the iPad. Hey, I'm happy to talk about that, man. I'm loving my iPad. Before we get started, I know that you've been busy making some new sounds, not just on your iPad, but as a release that will hopefully be dropping in the iTunes store quite soon, if it hasn't already. Actually, it's been in the iTunes store for a few days now. Oh, wow. That was a quick turnaround. Yeah, so I've been writing albums ever since I've been about uh, 16. That's when I did my first solo album. This is number 13 out of all the ones I've released. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to write anymore when I lost the use of my right hand, but... Mm -hmm. Thanks to computers, I was able to completely put one together from scratch. So if you go on iTunes, my musician name is The Eternal. There's two The Eternals on iTunes, so the album you want to look for is called Rebirth. You know what? I think I bought it already, actually. I don't know what I was thinking. Well, you know what? I, I have I still have a little bit of that cough syrup in me. Well, cough syrup tends to make my music better, I've been told. Yeah, TT gave me some of her special cough syrup. Uh, it actually, it's sort of part of the hydraulic fluid she uses. Yeah, I'm not drinking anything TT gives me. Right. All right, well, why don't we get started with the iPhone, the iPod games, because I'd like to get that out of the way and really wrap it up big with the huge, bigger release of the iPad. Okay, well, all the iPhone games I come with this week, except for one, are also playable on the iPad in HD. They're actually optimized for both systems. Oh, okay, great. So it has a little asterisk by it. Exactly. Keep an eye on that asterisk because that uh, definitely makes your games a lot easier to play on the iPad. And saves you money. Yes, I wish more people would do that. Yeah. But we'll get to that a little later. <laughs> sure. The first one I've got up is uh, called Ten Pen Shuffle. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's $3.99, and there is a light version available, and it's by Digital Smoke. So uh, if you've ever been to an arcade back in the old days, usually at bowling alleys, you'll remember these bowling games with the plastic pins and the little metal dealies underneath them where you would slide a puck across, and if it touched one of the metal things, the pins would flip up. Yep, it's called shuffle bowling, usually. Exactly. Someone finally took shuffle bowling and put it onto a video game. The game has three different modes that I've played heavily. I know there's a few more, but I can only really speak on the three. It's got standard bowling, which you just play it like a regular bowling game, only with the puck. My favorite version, which is bowling for poker, where if you get a strike, you get two cards. If you get a spare, you get one card. doesn't matter how many pins you knock over. It matters how good your poker hand is at the end of it. And then the third version is good old-fashioned shuffleboard. Right. And these all take place on a shuffleboard. There's no actual electronic plastic pins and bells and buzzers going off. It's, it all takes place like the traditional version of shuffleboard bowling, which is on a very long shuffleboard, which if you own one of those, wow, good for you. And you'll have plenty of powder on your hands, I'm sure. Yeah, and you have to keep the old people away on uh, Sunday mornings. <laughs> Yeah, really addictive little game. I can't seem to put it down. It's 
one player or two player using the same device. On the iPad, that's not a really big deal, but on the iPhone, you may be a little iffy about passing it around. I did find that I'm way better at shuffleboard on the iPad, and I'm Mm. way better at bowling on the iPhone. Ah, gotcha. And I think that's because there's a narrower range for sliding that puck on the phone, and it's a lot easier to throw it slower on the iPad because you've got more room. Yeah, I got to tell you, the the control is not quite there for me. I mean, it's quite easy to control. It's just very hard for me to get consistent slides as compared to playing actual shuffleboard in, in real life, like on a real table. Yeah, I can definitely see that. And again, there's a light version, so you can try it out if you want to. Exactly, and, and that's what's great about it. My first entry for the iPod iPhone, I, you know, I, I wish they were just called something else. I don't know what, but... but I'll uh, just go with iDevice. <laughs> but then it could be the pad or the iMac. Or Very the, true. I, or the I am ID. sitting in front of an iMac right now. Aha, aha. See, there's too many i things and the iPhone iPad. Well, we just call it... I, I only have an iPod. So I'm going to call it the iPod. That works. Okay, very good. I want to talk about the C64 device. The I don't Commodore know. 64? Yes. Oh, I love this. It is a C64 device. You could get this for free. And it comes with a few titles already on it. But it has its own little mini store. And you fill your little office shelves with C64 games a la the Apple Bookstore. And some of these games you can get for free. Others are like 99 cents, I think. And there's original titles in here, too. Arctic Shipwreck, Dragon's Den, Sports Titles, Jack Attack, and classics like Boulder Dash 2, Cybernoid, Space Taxi, Pipeline. I even picked up Whizball. It's a shooter! Who knew? You're a bouncing ball that is constantly bouncing. You can't stop your bouncing. You can almost control the direction that you're going, but you also shoot things, and you have to try to bounce yourself through obstacles and whatnot. But this is a really neat implementation of what you can do with an emulated system. If the NES, I know that Nintendo will probably never jump on board supporting another company like they might have back in the day. Actually, maybe they've never done that. Oh, yeah, they did the CDI. That's right. They had a... (laughs) That great licensing to the CDI, which... Oh, I'm uh, still having nightmares about that. <laughs> the Zeldas and the, the Mario Hotel. And yeah, I if think, you ever wanted to play Mario where he doesn't actually move, <laughs> there you go. Uh, he moves. He just, you know, he takes the elevator, which is classic. But we were talking about on the boards, if the NES would ever port some of their emulated games on this thing, it would be incredibly amazing. And this is the way to do it. You have your own little store within the game where people can pay 99 cents a dollar or whatever you want to charge to get more ROMs for your title. And the presentation on this is awesome too because you can run and play your games that are on your shelf. So I love that you run it just like the original C64. And you have a variety of display settings as well. You could do full screen by turning the iPod landscape mode, or you can have an emulated computer monitor as well. Now, the monitor is in stereo for some reason. You know what? Some of my C- my one C64 monitor was in stereo as well, but this is like a black television complete with scan lines and a convex tube as well. I love it when they, they put all the detail into the old school experience like that. Exactly. It's it's little bits. I mean, and it, Usually I don't play things on my monitor mode, but this one, I like it in that monitor mode. It also has open faint support and very good control. So I'm, I'm really happy about this little C64 app. What else you got? 
Let's stick to the theme of throwing back to the old school. I've got Dark Void Zero. This is uh, $2.99 for the game. It's from Capcom. And I will say right now, there is no iPad version for it. And the buttons are way too big for the iPad. So only get this if you have an iPod Touch or an iPhone. Gotcha. What this is, it's a throwback to 1980s 8-bit NES-style games. It's so much of a throwback, you have to blow in the cartridge before the game will start. (laughs) Really? It actually puts an NES cartridge on the screen and tells you you have to blow because it didn't work. (laughs) So you blow into your microphone, and then the game will plug in. You hear the cartridge going in, and the game will start right up. All it is is it's a... uh, 2D platformer. You jump around, you fly with a jetpack, you shoot at aliens. It, it's about as old school as you get. Fantastic. I really, really enjoyed this because it, it reminds me so much of uh, the games I was playing when I was a little kid. And it's got that same insane difficulty level to where you actually feel like you've achieved something when you finish this game, which I have yet to do in two weeks. <laughs> But yeah, definitely a good reminder of the way things used to be. Awesome. But at the same time, something totally brand new. I, I love that Capcom's going back to these. That's one thing that maybe we'll bring up when we talk about the iPad, but why not talk about it right now? A lot of the bigger companies, not much penetration into the iPad market. Oh, no, you're way more likely to find independence in there. Yeah, which is great because you're not paying a zillion dollars for some of the games and it also gives a chance for a lot of these smaller companies to get on there and get their name out there and be able to compete with the big boys so i think that's really cool let's go the furthest back that we can i think when i look at what i've been playing on the iphone i'm uh, shocked because you brought it up they're pretty much old school games and i have even more old schools to talk about but let's go the furthest back that i possibly can touch groove has a whole line of the LED sports titles, like the Mattel Electronic Classics. Have you ever, I've seen these. Yes, and they control very well, and they're I think they're only around $0.99 cents a piece, and I think for a limited time, the original football was actually free. And these control great. <laughs> if you've ever played these things and tapped like crazy to go up and down, up and down, and then try to run your little football guy through, it controls as if I'm really pressing buttons. Now, I usually never get that sensation, but on this, these titles, I really do. Uh, you have football, you have basketball, you have soccer, and you have football too. The very elusive green Mattel classic that I never had, which allowed for you to be able to actually pass the ball. Now, if you've never played these before, you might be a little confused at what's even going on, what you're looking at. You're looking at some red lines. What am I doing? But I think you should be able to pick them up. Also, if you press the little get info symbol, the little uh, cursive eye, you're in for a extra touch surprise treat, number one, when you look at what flips over. Cookies? No, no, not cookies, and I don't want to blow it. I think I think it's fun, and I think uh, you'll get a kick out of it. But you also get your instructions back there if you want to learn how to play it. And and you know what else? There's a splash screen as soon as you start the game up, which is the box art, the original box art for these titles. So these little touches make this special, and it's touching to me because I had these. I still have them. And they also make a... PVP, the versus mode for your iPad, so you could play the football against someone else, both of you on either side of the iPad in the versus mode. Now, I'd like to see some of the other 
crazier LED games that came out later, these sports versus games. Now, these were things that would set on your desk. You'd play side by side, and they had like a boxing game and maybe basketball or some other things. I only had the boxing one. You had a little LED <laughs> created boxer, and you'd actually play side by side with someone, and the screen was tilted up sort of like a, a mini so, sort of like the mini arcade games that came out as well the Qberts and the Donkey Kong and the Donkey Kong Juniors and things like this I just think this is great touch groove do a search for that and you'll be able to get all their Mattel looking conversions and I will just have to add those games look absolutely beautiful the uh, the iPhone screen yeah they look exactly like you're holding the, the piece of plastic it's really something my next game is not quite so old school, but uh, it's unbelievably addictive. I'm not one to, to pick up a game and play for four or five hours straight. These games I played for six or seven hours straight. Wow. This one is Amazon Hidden Expedition. This game works for iPhone, iPod Touch, and iPad. It's set to work on all of them. Wow. And it's four ninety nine from Big Fish Games. This is a, a series of games. They've done one for the uh, the DS... Then they've done one for the iPhone and now this one. And these are also available on your computer. What they are is they're basically fancy adult versions of Where's Waldo. Uh-huh. They, they give you a big screen. It's, it's well-designed. There's stuff all over the place. And then it says, okay, here's 10 items that you have to find in this scene. And then you go around and you look for them. And when you touch them, oh, they, they go all flashy and they disappear. And uh, there's somewhere when you find an item, it'll get added to your inventory and you have to figure out how to use that item to find something else later. I like, see. I found a crowbar in this scene. Now I need to go over here. Oh, there's a locked trunk over here. Let me try the crowbar on it. Oh, there's the treasure I was looking for or anything like that. Hmm. It's got a cute little story under it. Uh, you're looking for an entomologist, which caught my <laughs> attention, of course, yeah. who's looking for the fabled electric beetle and he's dropping his uh, journal papers all over the place. And as you read them, there's little jokes all over them. Just really lighthearted, really fun, super casual. But a game I literally couldn't put down. The game takes about seven or eight hours, and it took me two days to finish it. And uh, I'm already playing through it a second time because it was so much fun. Now, is there a light version of that? Probably not, huh? No, there's not a light version of this one, unfortunately. But if you want to try the older one, the older one is called Everest Hidden Expedition. Okay. And uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but I want to say that one's either 2 or $3. The only drawback about that one is there's a time limit feature built into it because you're racing against a computer opponent. It's more of a scavenger hunty type of thing. No, it's like where in the world is Carmen Sandiago as Waldo? Where in the world is Waldo San Diego, I yes, guess. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, Amazon's a little more casual just because there's no time limit placed on it. It's got open faint integration, and my first time through the game, I was man- I managed to get all the achievements. Oh, great. So as long as you uh, don't do anything stupid as you're going through the game, you will get all the achievements. Gotcha, gotcha. So that's an extra thousand points on your open faint score if you're uh, a bit of a, a gamer score queen like some people are. Sure, sure. Yeah, you know, I, fortunately, I don't pay attention to that as much as I do like on my PS3 or else I'd probably be just completely obsessed with that. But it's bound to happen sometime. 
Yeah, I, I can't maintain a score on my 360 with my friends because of all the uh, first-person shooters that I'm not very good at. <laughs> sure. So I, I, I got to live with my open faint score because I can play anything on the iPad. Gotcha, gotcha. I'm going to do two in a row because they're both sort of in that old-school genre once again. We're getting a little more modern here now. Now we're moving into 1989, 1990, I think. There's two games that came out from Epic Force that sort of slipped under the radar. iFighter and Super Laser. These are both available in light versions, so give them a try. If you're a fan of vertical shooters, you're going to love these. These are both great old-school-style vertical shooters. iFighter is a 1941-1943 style-themed shooter, while Super Laser is a more spaced jet-themed shooter. And you can control these by joypad, by swipe, or the surprisingly responsive motion tilt control, which is your default setting. And i got to tell you, I didn't expect to want to play a shooter where it's on auto fire with tilt controls and that's the only way i really play it i play it with tilt controls and there's also a little button for your super bomb where all your friends come to help out and things like this but these are two really neat vertical shooters we don't see many of those anymore and here i have it on my ipod the second old school style release is my favorite 3d baseball game of all time Konami's big head masterpiece Power Pros. They came out with Power Pros Touch. Now, of course, I need to clarify, this is my favorite 3D baseball game. My favorite 2D baseball games, well, you start with NES Baseball, that's my number three. Baseball Stars 2, Neo Geo is number two, and my number one of all time, of course, is Super Baseball 2020, which I cannot get enough of those baseball titles. Now, I'm not a sports fan. But these games are very, very appealing to me. This series originally began on a Super Famicom, and to me, it's the original Big Head baseball game. Now, I first played it, I think, as an import for the N64. I know it also came out for the Sega Saturn. It came out for the PS1, for the PS2, and for a lot of other systems since then. It's a very successful series for Konami in Japan. And I think it was released in the United States by 2K Sports under the title MLB Power Pros. But I was delighted to see this in Konami's lineup. When it came to the iPad, they faked out the polygons. The animation and the controls have been simplified, but the fun factor remains intact. You can even do two-player wireless if you're sitting in the same room, I believe. When you're up to bat, I don't even know. See, I don't even know what that's called. Is that offense? Is that defense? I don't know. I don't know anything about sports, but I love these games. After the pitch, a crosshair will appear where the ball will pass the plate. And then all you do is touch and you time it when you want to connect. And you can control the direction that the ball will go. So it's, it's quite impressive in that this little touch application actually really works like real baseball physics and physics that you're used to in a baseball game. Like if you swing too early, you're going to send it foul down to the left. If you swing too late, you'll send it foul down to the right. And finding that sweet spot will put it somewhere in the middle. There's also a, an ability to control stealing bases. And what you do is you have a little pitcher and pitcher of your runner standing on the base. Then you just tap them to make them go to steal the base there's also a dash button that will come up the commentator is surprisingly robust as well and he sounds great 
when you're pitching, you pick your pitch, what style you want that to be, a, a slider, a knuckleball, I don't know what really what these things are called, a fastball, a dippity-doo, whatever you want the pitch to be, and then you pick where you want the destination to be within the strike zone or outside a strike zone. So I am so thrilled that Konami's big head baseball is there, and you can actually play, you know, like a full nine innings on this. You were talking about sitting down and playing a game. This is one of the longest games I've ever played on my iPod, I think, straight through and you can also of course if you bomb out of it by hitting the home button you can pick up that game later on that's a very important feature yeah definitely definitely especially with a game like this i mean who really can sit through nine innings of a baseball game yikes you you got to be drunk to sit through a whole baseball game (laughs) that's the only way it's possible or cough syrup yes or tt's cough syrup yes what else you got pal all right this one has been my uh biggest addiction ever on the uh the iphone ipad whatever it's called we rule ah yes Uh, it's freemium which means it's free but there are things you can pay for in the game although i've gone all the way to the end of the game and haven't paid a penny for it so you don't have to do it so don't let that steer you away it's by ng moco everybody's heard of farmville on facebook and they either hate it or they love it well this is kind of like farmville but a lot better in my opinion what it is is you get a little town there's a castle in the middle you're going to build houses for peasants you're going to build stuff like uh, a mine you're going to build bakeries and yeah you're going to build some farmland that you're going to grow crops on but that's not like the core of the game. Mm-hmm. That's just a nice little extra way to make more money and experience. As you gain experience and levels, you're going to get new things that you can build. And it opens the whole thing up because you create a gamer tag and you can play with all your friends to where you go to their towns and you actually say you're going to buy services from one of their buildings and whenever they're produced both you and your friend get xp and money for it and it's just this whole town building concept and it actually reminds me more of warcraft 2 without the actual combat side of it so there is no combat in this i mean i downloaded this and i haven't had a chance to play yet yeah, there's, there's no combat whatsoever. It's a very, very friendly game. And uh, honestly, I can look back on my days and uh, in Warcraft. I had the most fun putting a town together and then building up all kinds of stuff in the scenery to where the bad guy could never get over to me or I wouldn't give him the supplies to build anything just so I could build the town and watch it grow. Gotcha, gotcha. And I got way more fun out of that than actually trying to build an army and take over the place. We rules become a... Uh, a much easier way to go about that. I see. This is a lot like Nanotowns. We had Trip Hawkins, of course, of Digital Chocolate on, and he was talking about Nanotowns coming out. And as soon as I saw that on Facebook, that's really the only type of building game I actually play on there. I don't play a lot of games on Facebook, but that was one that I was enjoying because there's a record store and then you can employ some of your friends, whether you want to tell them about it or not, you don't have to. And there's a donut shop and things like this. But this We Rule, uh, I look forward to playing that. What else? What else happens in there? That's really about it. You just build things and rearrange your town and go to your buddies' towns and help them out with experience and money and get yourself some more. At the moment, I'm pretty much as high as you can go in levels, and I'm just... The way I've got it set up is every day I've got enough money to where I can build another dragon den, I think they're called, which is the highest level building you can make. So I'm going to see if I can max out my map with nothing but dragon dens. Ah, I see. Sort of like buying hotels in Monopoly. Yeah, very, very similar. Only uh, you're not gouging everybody else for money and making them go bankrupt. You're actually helping everybody else in the process. (laughs) Gotcha, gotcha. 
it works for iPod, iPhone, and the iPad. The iPad is a different version, but they're all free. The way they make money with it, I should probably get this out there, is uh, you have a, a concept of something called Mojo. When you have Mojo, whenever something takes time to accomplish, you can use your Mojo to make it happen instantly. Uh, Depending on how long you would have normally had to wait, that's how much mojo you have to spend to speed it up. Gotcha. Like if it's going to take two days, it's going to take you like seven, eight mojo. You get mojo every time you level up. You'll get usually between five and ten, depending on how high in the levels you are. Once you run out, you run out. But you can actually spend real-world money to get more mojo. Yeah, that's exactly how the uh, nanotowns is set up as well. Yeah, because they, they make a boatload of money off of it because there are a lot of impatient people out <laughs> sure. there. Yeah, and you know, when you as soon as you hook up that PayPal to it, it's like, hey, it's not my money. Yeah, exactly. You remove the whole concept of it because it's going through your iTunes account, so you don't see it because it's set up on a credit card. Right, right. Hey, you, you know, just get that nice little bill emailed to you every Monday. And I got to tell you, the Apple Store and their billing process to me is really done well. I'm I'm surprised at how detailed your receipt is and just everything about it as compared to like the PlayStation Store. Well, the PlayStation Store is almost instant. The Microsoft Store, I don't know, you may never hear about it and the Wii Store, forget about it. You don't know what the heck you bought. But uh, I, the one I hate the most is the Xbox Store because the points aren't relative to an actual dollar amount, <laughs> sure. so you never know exactly what you're spending. Yeah, you got to sort of round up and get well, first off you have to take off a couple zeros and round up and then guess at what it is. I think this is $15. 12000 Yeah, I think that's what that is. And then the amounts they sell it to you in never <laughs> add up to the actual value right. of something. Right. I swear, I have downloaded about 40 gigabytes worth of Rock Band 2 songs and I finally just broke even on the points. <laughs> yeah, that that's almost impossible. That's a puzzle in itself. Oh, well. And I also like how Apple will suggest other things to you based on those purchases, like they've always done. But what a nice little marketing ploy that is. Here's your bill. Spend more. Yeah, they actually are really, really good about what they recommend. It's it's very uh, accurate. Yeah, they have, they have nice metrics behind that. All right, but before we get too hung up on invoices, the final title is not really a title, but I want to talk about it. If you're a Mac user, you're in luck. I've mentioned Game Prom's pinball machines before and you know i was lukewarm about them and it's prom not prawn for all you naughty listeners out there game prom and i've talked or, or, about the, or the nautilus listeners exactly i've talked about wild west which is has always been like a free pinball table for you get on your ipod then if you want if you like that you could buy the deep which was a futuristic, sexy lady robot running your submarine or something with sharks and whatnot. And then Jungle Style also came out, which is more Congo Bongo themed, complete with a mechanical gorilla looking King Kong type of person and bongos and congas and uh, tikis and things like this as well, spattered all around the play field. But they came out with something called Pinball Remote. And this is a free little app for your iPod. And it works best on the iPod because of the placement of this. Now, all this is is a remote control interface to your Mac. And you download the free pinball app from Game Prom's website. 
and you'll be able to control once again wild west comes free to you and if you like the other things you actually buy the other tables through your ipod through the ipod controller and all this does is you you control the full resolution great looking pinball game that's happening on your mac with your ipod so the right side is your right flipper the left side your left flipper you can pull back on the plunger and everything like that all the controls take place on your ipod and we're seeing this a lot especially with the ipad as far as the device acting as a control for things that are going on on screen and hopefully we'll get into that on our next episode of portable gaming but this is really cool i think it's a great great little invention and they also came out with pinball hd for your ipad and we'll talk about ipad games as well the only problem with all of this is if you want to have all these different versions of the pinball is what it's called on your mac uh, and if you want all three tables for that if you want all three tables for your ipod if you want a compilation of the hd versions for your ipad you have to purchase all of these separately and as a matter of fact even if you want the controlled versions to happen on your ipad and you own them already on your ipod that's not going to translate you still have to buy them for each device as the remote control now i know that was incredibly confusing but i have no other way to say it so it's sort of like the old nintendo dsi poop job they did on you where if you owned games for the nintendo dsiware store they didn't translate to your nintendo dsi xl store Oh, that's mean. Yeah, it is mean. But I guess, you know, when you're doing something so complex as GamePROM is doing, I guess it's hard to try to keep all those technologies to line up with buying things. It's sort of something that they would have to probably offer some sort of coupon code or something like that in later releases. But the good thing about it is you could probably get all of that for $10. So that's really not much of an investment for the type of flexibility that you have with these tables. And it took the value of those original releases up to 10 because I thought this is really, really cool. They look great on the iPad. They look great on your Mac screen. And uh, it really made me enjoy the franchise a lot more. So big bonus points to them. Let's not wait any longer. Let's get into the iPad. Now, I know that you had a little bit of trouble buying yours. I want to sort of not bring that into the mix. No, that, that's in the past. I don't ever want to think about that again. Right. But let's talk about our first impressions of this device. And if you have any ideas for it, I know I have tons of ideas. I, I see so much that the scope of this thing really goes beyond what I've seen any developers want to put their time and focus on. And I think I can see potential for this even beyond what Apple thought, which is much like the iPhone. I don't think Apple ever saw this level of gaming power behind these devices. Uh, and then they, of course, exploited it once they realized, wow, this is even bigger than we thought it could be. So what, what did you think when you got your iPad? Well, um, I'll give you my original reasons for, for buying it first. I'm in college right now, and I unfortunately have to make a lot of accommodations for my situation because my right hand is, doesn't work anymore. Mm -hmm. I can't write anymore. I haven't been able to do it left-handed. After two years, I've finally given up on that. So when I'm at school, the only thing I can do to take notes is type. 
Okay. I've had a netbook. It's been fine, but it was time to replace it finally. So I started looking at the iPad as a replacement. And one of the things that really got my attention about it is if I'm in a class and we're walking around and taking notes, Mm -hmm. I'm completely lost. You can't walk around with a laptop and take notes on it. With an iPad, I can hold it with one hand and type with the other, and it functions perfectly for this. So, so it really became my idea of, well, this could actually work out best for me for, for what I need at school. Mm-hmm. So that was my original purpose for it. So I bought it. It works beautiful for that. Then I started looking at the games. Oh, the games are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah they really are. better to control because you've got more room for controls on the screens. Mm-hmm. The graphics are in HD, which just makes them absolutely beautiful. I cannot say enough positive about how nice of a gaming experience it is. Then I jumped to another level and it became media content. Not only can I watch HD videos on it, it streams my Netflix account. I think that just put it over the top, just the Netflix capabilities. Yeah, I I stopped paying for Xbox Live because now I can stream it for free on my iPad when I'm in the bathroom, when I'm in bed, when I'm at school wherever it, i've always got netflix now and if you have so, the 3g version i mean wow the sky's yeah, the limit for that the 3g the 3g kind of cuts down on the quality I but see. you're still getting streamed movies off the internet yeah that's nothing to argue about it's a future yeah exactly and this has also become my comic book thing of choice i use uh. the uh, the comics app by comiXology yeah and i get all my comic books full screen on this thing and they're just absolutely beautiful that was definitely one of the most motivational factors because when i read comics it's not just because i want to waste my time and waste my life and rot my brain like they thought in the 1950s with ec comics and things like this it's because comics really inspire me to try to do artwork and other things like that i that's usually where i get my inspiration from and usually i get them from the 1960s 1970s comics and i have comic zeal on here and comic zeal works like a dream on here because now you can copy the comics that you already own right into your itunes store where you have that little repository for things that go on your ipad that are supported by certain apps Uh, i love that feature by the way it's a great feature and you know more and more people now are coming out with even wireless transfers and you drag something on top of here and it'll put it on your ipad and you know as as we this gets out to more and more developers we're going to see the ease of sending things back and forth just explode uh but you're right. The comics look great. You can finally see a full page on screen at one time. And I really can tell no difference between having that in my hand and having a regular comic, except it's a little heavier. It's, the, the system's a lot heavier than I thought it would be. That's one thing that's unusual. But I guess that's because the whole thing's probably mostly battery. And Yeah, what, it is mostly battery. I've seen one of them broke open. And, and what, what a great battery life this thing has. Yeah, I've gotten through a full 14-hour day at school and had it not even hit 40%. I've never run this into the ground. I, I always run my iPod into the ground, but I've yet oh, to yeah, run my, my iPod. Oh, yeah, my iPhone's dead in like four hours. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's really something. That's really cool. I, I really enjoy that. Anything else that you really dig about it before? Yeah, yeah, one, one last thing, because uh, this is what was completely unexpected for me. As I said, I've been working on a lot of new music, and I'm having to do it pretty much computer-based only now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never in my life thought that I'm going to have a little portable piece of electronics other than a laptop that I can use for 100% 
music creation all the way to finished production. Mm. But there are so many beautiful, perfect music applications for the iPad already that I'm actually planning to do my entire next CD with no other piece of hardware. It's really amazing that you can. And like I said, with the controller interface to your regular apps on your Mac now, the sky's the limit. I've, I've used DJ controls. I've used Mac-y style interfaces. And we'll get into those deeper on the next episode where we'll focus a little bit, give a little bit of time for music. And that's the nice thing about these breakout bonus levels is we can go a little bit off topic and it's its own complete little set that doesn't interfere with the flow of a, a regular We Talk game show. But yeah, I got to tell you that when I got this, you know, I thought I was going to be able to do this, that, and the other. My eyesight is failing and it's poor and I have a hard time doing things on my iPod. So that was one of the motivational factors behind wanting to jump right on board with this iPad, as well as reading comics. I, you know, I, if I'm honest with myself, that, that was a big factor. But I also thought that there might be parts of this that could replace things that I now do at live events and live shows that I'll be able to do, replace my laptop with just this iPad. And I got to tell you, Chizzy, my wife, all she really does is browse the internet, buy things off of Sephora, and does Facebook and music as well. So she could really do all of that just with the iPad. She doesn't have to get out a laptop. She doesn't have to use a, a tower or anything else, a, a regular computer system. She really could get by with just one of these iPads. Yeah, and you probably wouldn't even have to, to sync it. You could just run it as a standalone unit at that point. And she did. She could, of course, hop on any one of my systems. I have plenty of them, considering the field that I'm in. If she ever needed to do any other type of updates. But you can update all your apps right through wireless and everything else, manage your accounts and whatnot. But I have to tell you that as soon as I got this and just had it for not even a day, it's just so far exceeded all my expectations that I had for this thing. And I saw possibilities for this that, like I mentioned, I don't think a lot of game developers have even tapped in. And I'm reluctant to, to mention what they are because I, I really would like to get something out there before it starts blowing up and people really see this direction. Now, I see some developers understanding it, but I don't think they fully realize what they're doing because all they're doing is bringing things that they already had out on their iPod to the iPad. They don't realize that there's actually something that this iPad can do that you used to do in the old days, back before computers and everything else, now you can do it on your iPad, and I, I don't want to say anything else. But it, believe me, it will have a We Talk Games branding on it. That's no doubt about that. Now, the one thing that I was disappointed about, and I, I need to say this as well, is the fact that when Steve Jobs was pimping this thing out at the developers conference and, and their little keynote, he had mentioned that all 17 quazillion apps will work on your iPad. But what he didn't mention was, oh, oh yes, although they will work, they'll be in a little tiny box native resolution of the iPod in the middle of this big 1024 by 1024 iPad. I should have realized that's what was going to happen because this is a much higher resolution. Now you can also do your two-time zoom, but really, how many things look good at the two-time zoom? Some of them do. Some games look perfectly all right, and some apps look perfectly all right. Well, not really the apps, because then when you try to bring up the keyboard in there, you're like... <laughs> yeah, the, the keyboard definitely doesn't look nice, but no. I, I feel most of the games are pretty 
pretty translatable. Yeah, some of the games really work. Of course, any ones that have a some type of virtual joystick or something need you know certain types of put it on a table and place your fingers on top of it in weird ways. But yeah, yeah. some some games really do upscale okay, but most of them don't and. Who really wants to play those when you start seeing all these great 1024 resolution versions that were developed for the iPad? And that's where the money pit starts because, number one, the games are at a high price, a high premium. Just like many of the original releases for the iPhone, they were all like $10 when they first came out. So Yeah, you know, I think the games were about 10 or 15 on average when the, when the iPhone first hit, which is what makes me know these are going to go down eventually. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope that it's not the case where people just don't mind paying that much because you're getting so much more of a game. I mean, how much longer can you play an iPad game compared to a game that you usually play on the iPod? Now, I know that you play some iPod games for very long amounts of time, but the average person that plays these games doesn't play that long in one sitting. I find myself having no trouble sitting down and playing an iPad game for 10 times longer than an iPod game. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one. It, it just seems with the iPad, it's like I go sit down in my recliner and I'm, I'm just there with the iPad and it's I'm in my, my own little world at that point. With the iPhone, the outside world still intrudes on you. Exactly, yeah. Put very well. Well, let's start talking about some of the titles that we've enjoyed on our iPad. Okay, I've got, uh, got three of them here. Let's start on the recent end on these. DizzyPad HD just came out a couple days ago. Yep. It's by Nimblebit, and it's another freemium release. Uh, it's free to buy, but there are a few things to purchase in the game if you want them. The default game plays just like DizzyPad for the iPhone, which we uh, talked about on the last uh, two We Talk games ago. Right. You got a little frog, you got spinning lily pads, you touch the screen, he jumps. If you skip a pad, you get a flower and an extra life. And through the achievements, you can unlock new colored frogs. So re- really nice, cute little casual game. What I like are the, uh, the little in-game purchases that it makes available. It's got three different modes that you can purchase, and they're $1.99 each. The first one is called Sliders. On that one, instead of the lily pads rotating, they slide back and forth horizontally. Oh, okay. And I found I'm way better at that than the spinning one. Sort of like the original Frogger. Yeah, it feels a little bit like the original Frogger. In the in the river section of it, I should say, not the part where you're trying to get run over by cars, but the river section, you have your logs and your different things that are floating by, and, and you, uh, you have to jump across on those. Right, but instead of uh, just disappearing off the side of the screen, they go back and forth from side to side. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. So there's that mode in there. Then there's one that's called Memory. It's just the old school memory game. Uh, There's a bunch of lily pads. When you touch it, it flips over, and there's a frog under it. And you try and match the same color frogs. I bet you love everything about this game. Oh, you have no idea. The final mode is called Battle. And it's a two-player version of DizzyPad. There's a bunch of rotating lily pads on the screen, and you and another person sit across from each other with the iPad, one on each side. And uh, when you touch your side, your frog will jump. And you're trying to basically jump onto the same pad as the other person's frog to eat them. Whoever gets to uh, three first wins. Those, those are all the modes to it. It actually feels like a much more fleshed out game now. And I really like the fra- fact that if you just want the original Dizzy Pad and you already have paid for it on your iPhone, mm-hmm. it's free to get for your iPad. Gotcha. Yeah, that is, that is that, really nice. 
Yeah, that's the route I really wish more of these companies would go with. But we'll get to that when we're done with all this. Right on, right on. Speaking about setting an iPod down and having a versus mode going on on two sides of a table or something like that, Orbital HD, this is a great release of this title. I was turned on to this by Ricardo Milo from our social networking We Talk Games site. And I really can't explain Orbital and do it justice. You have to play it. You play it the first two, three times, you're like, I don't know what's going on. Then it hits you what is happening, and you're like, this is a fantastic game that I can play forever and ever. And as a matter of fact, at this year's King of Trios, I had the iPad there, and all the wrestlers just got addicted to Orbital HD, and that's all they were playing until we we opened the doors. So it's really addictive, and it's inexpensive, and it's definitely one of the first things you should get on your iPad. Dude, just from you mentioning it, I've played the uh, the one for the iPhone. I just went and downloaded the HD version when you said that. <laughs> it's really awesome. When you can play two-player, you each take turns, throwing your, and all you're trying to do there is eliminate your opponent. There's three different play modes. They all have uh, their own uniquenesses to them. The default is going to be gravity, and that actually uses some gravity physics. It'll look very simple to you maybe remind you of Tempest 2000 or something as far as the graphic effects and the sensibility of it, but it plays like... I don't know what it plays like. I've actually explained it once. Okay, go um, ahead. Hit me. Let me, let me. let me see if I can actually pull this off again because I may have been high on my pain medication when gotcha. I did that last time. Um, so what it is is when you touch the screen, uh, depending on where you touch it, it'll shoot out a little ball and the balls always go the exact same distance, mm-hmm. but whenever they stop, they expand to as much space as they can fill. On Right, on a screen before they hit a wall or another ball. Right. And uh, if you hit the other ones as you shoot a new one, after, I believe it's three times, it'll explode, and it'll be off the map finally. Right. And you're trying to get them as many out as you can without getting close to the origin point, which will suck them all back in. Yep. If you cross your line of where your little shooter is then the game is over and that's why and you only get one point and some of these balls you have to burst five times in in different modes mostly just three times but you can play for five minutes and you only have a score of three so yeah, I, I really like games with low high scores it's, it's, it's so, so much funny. easier to wrap your head around than like fifty thousand. and it's so funny to see those low scores in fact yeah, I, like, I think the world leaderboard is the highest score is 200 and I don't know how anyone did that. I really don't. I have no idea. I could get 30. That's about the limit for me. And I think there's I think even... my best is 27. Ah, okay. Well, yep. Right around that 30 area. And I think there's even a haiku about that high score up in the We Talk Games social media network. Haiku reviews. Very good. Yes. So, and you know what? Uh, actually, the first person to do a haiku review was our own Jasonia. I got that wrong because as soon as Jasonia put one up, then Ricardo was up there with two or three really great ones right after that. So I mistake that. Uh, sometimes they move fast on the social media network. Great community. I'm going to have to start posting some of those. What else you got? This is where we find out the drawback of the iPad. Okay. It is an awesome game. Mirror's Edge by EA came to the iPad. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so much fun. You think so? I don't know if it is $13 fun, though. No, it is not. Because, wow, that's a lot of money to be dropping on a game for this system. Yep, yep. If this was, like, even $10, this would be more reasonable, I think. 
But it, it tempted me. It looked really neat. I found out it had a two-player mode. And I was like, oh, okay, fine, I'll buy it. And I've been very, very happy with it. Uh, if you've played Cannabalt, which just about everybody on the internet has, since you can play it on their website for free. You need to play it. Yeah, you really need to play Cannibal, especially for the uh, iPhone, because mm. even on the iPad, it looks pretty. So Mirror's Edge is very similar. You're running, and you're dodging things while you're running. It's got a pretty deep storyline to it, but I won't really get into that, because the, the fun is finding out the storyline as you go. You've got a female character, and she runs. You slide underneath things. You jump over things. You jump over gaps. You rebound off the wall. You run sideways on billboards. There's helicopters flying by shooting machine guns at you there's guards that you have to knock out as you're running and the whole goal is to get to the end as fast as you can right on and in two in two player mode the screen splits down the center and you're trying to beat them on the uh whatever level you're going to play through and the reason that you said that it's like Cannibal is because instead of the mirror's edge that we're all used to on our next generation consoles where it's first person running around, this is set up side-scrolling types of running and jumping, much like in the Cannibal game. Yeah, exactly. It, it's 2D perspective, but everything in the game is, is mapped out in 3D. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Street Fighter 4, where everything is 3D, but it still is 2D when you're actually playing it. Right. And, you know, that was the only thing that I thought I was a little disappointed with was I didn't really like the polygons of the character. If the, if they would have made it like a 2D version, like Cannibal was, I think I would be a lot more into this title than I was. I was a little disappointed in the graphics. But I will tell you this. It got me playing this game and actually prompted me to order the original Mirror's Edge for the PS3. Fortunately, that game's only like $3 now. So so uh, you, you can get the original Mirror's Edge for your next-gen console way under 10 bucks. That was another ouchie, because here I am paying $13 for it on my iPad when I could get it. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's the, the lower-tech version, too. Yeah. But I got to tell you, you're right. It's a lot. I think you know a lot of people had problems with that first-person perspective version version of the game anyway so this really works and the character's compelling it's an interesting character and the things that you do work well on the ipad i think yeah i think it translates really well the control scheme is is beautiful it's all taps and swipes and everything feels really really natural when you get into the game because you're you're pushing you're sliding up to jump while you're in the air you slide left or right and you can do a drop kick or you can grab onto a wall you slide down to, to slide across the ground. And it just it feels so, so uh, fluid. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I really like it, but if 13 is steep for you, which it is for a lot of people, it's probably going to come down in time. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope they start getting on the ball with that. I, you know, I really wanted to pick up one of these racing-style games, these first-person racing games. Although, I mean, from playing them on the, the iPod, I knew that I'm probably not going to get anything very satisfying. But just seeing all the prices being $15, I, I, it just hurt me too much to even want to take a chance on one of these. I finally did. I, I think I bought the, the $12 one from Gameloft. And i got to tell you, as an arcade racer, I was pretty impressed by it. So those are out there, and it really, but it gives you a pain in your heart, and you really need to pick what game you're going to go for. And that's what's great about the iPod. If you if you get a stinker, well, it's ninety nine cents. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at the same time, I was looking at Mirror's Edge. I was looking at Square Enix's new game, Chaos Rings, mm. which is also thirteen dollars. Mm-hmm. 
And it's just me looking at them and going, well, crap, I'm not going to spend $26 on two games in one day. Exactly. I'm, I mean, if these were $3 games, I wouldn't think twice about buying them both. Right, right. I've put off Chaos Rings, and I probably won't get that one for quite a while at this point. The iTunes Store makes it so easy to just say, you know, install, two ninety, you know, whatever price it is, install. And you're like, oh, wow, I just dropped $100. <laughs> Yeah, I think I get about a forty dollar bill from them every week. It can really add up. You gotta, you gotta watch that. You gotta watch it. Uh, let's. Yeah, talk- I'm, I'm also a sucker for the the video store and iTunes. I get uh, a lot of old vintage TV shows, and oh boy, that adds up. Right, right. Let's talk about another big company that that does have uh, two games for for the iPad, and I'm surprised. No, actually, I'm sorry. They have three games, and one. I was like, "What the heck? What is this company doing?" Now, I don't know anyone that bought their iPad on the first day and didn't get Pac-Man right away. You sort of had to because it was right there. It was like one of the. It was like the number one app at that time. And I got to tell you, even though Miss Pac-Man is out, and Pac-Man Extreme, and Pac-Man Crazy Pac-Man, and all these other types of great versions of Pac-Man are available on your iPod. The original Pac-Man is the only one available so far on your iPad. And with the swipe controls, it controls better than any version of Pac-Man I have played since the original arcade game. The reason that the original arcade games play so well is because that only had a four-way switch. So if you hit up, you would you would go up. It didn't have the eight-way diagonals that later joysticks would have. So that's what made the original Pac-Man play so well. Now, I also have to mention that the Neo Geo, when they came out with Crush Roller on their little Neo Geo handheld system, when they came out with Crush Roller, they came out with a special adapter that you would click on top of your directional pad that would limit it to four directions, which was perfect for Pac-Man and for Crush Roller. So I have to take a little bit of exception, and that worked very well. But with the swipe controls, actually, on this Pac-Man, I've gotten further than on any Pac-Man I've ever played. And I'm not the greatest Pac-Maner, but that's really saying something for the game. Uh, And it also, for some reason, although it's, you know, how old? 25 years and more. It looks great on the iPad, and when I show that to people, they're quite impressed. So that was the first game for it. They also came out with the wacky Nobi Nobi Boy. And uh, I had to get this. I've seen cats playing with this one. I had to get this because, you know, first of all, when it came out for the PlayStation, I'm like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm scoring points, and now I got an achievement. I didn't do anything. And it's so bizarre and so weird that I had to get it for for the iPad as soon as I saw it. Because it's like a little clay figure of Nobi Nobi Boy, which doesn't appear anywhere in a game. So I thought, this is so incredibly bizarre. And the funniest thing is, as soon as you start it up on your iPad, it says, We tried to go on the PlayStation 3. You might have heard of us from there. But nobody really liked us and nobody understood us <laughs> and I'm like, they're they're bringing another console into this version for the ipad it's so funny that they're mentioning that and that it was sort of a flop you know and, and oh, they're breaking down the fourth wall that is awesome and you know this is from namco uh i i completely did not expect that that's a blast right there and because the ipad can do different things like with your photo album and with your music you can bring in some of these parts and it and you can take a photo of this in like i immediately took a photo of this giant robot with the trapdoor 50 years of trapdoor as its chest emblem with newbie newbie flying around and 
the this clock happening and then there's a part where it uses your geographical location and you try to stretch between different points and uh, it's just so weird that it's uh, it's great but the game i really wanted to talk about from namco is the third entry into the ipod which i, I didn't even know they were doing this namco pool online pro 3 this is free at least it was when i got it and you're in a room playing pool the nice thing about it is is that it doesn't use your touch control as a mechanism for hitting the cue ball because i don't know why maybe it was just easier to do it the way they did but it it reacts sort of like your old school versions of pool games where you can pull down to a certain level on your meter as to how hard you want to strike the ball so i really like that about it you can also play online i understand although i haven't done that yet but just as a pool game uh, i know you most people probably haven't picked up pool games in a long time since lunar pool came out for the original nes but this is really a neat pool game and you know you can move around in 3d and do all that if you feel like it but it plays perfectly there's a little arrow that will go out to show you where your ball is headed so that's always nice as well a little guide it won't show you where it will ricochet to so i think that's it's nice that it will line up with things but it won't go any further than that echo the same thing i've, I've downloaded that game as well and th- mm-hmm. that is one of the best pool games i've seen yeah it, it's great and surprisingly you know it comes from a big company like namco what else you got pal Last one I got, I want to give you a little preemptive for it. I did get a reviewer copy of this game, so I didn't actually pay for it. Okay. This is Zenbound 2 by Secret Exit. It's normally $7.99, but uh, it's a very, very heavily anticipated sequel to the original Zenbound game for the iPhone. Sure. And this is by far the most abstract and difficult to describe game I've ever come across. You have a little wooden block in a random shape. So you'll get like a bunny rabbit or a spaceship or a little sci-fi ray gun. You know, just something really out there. Mm -hmm. And there's a nail attached to it with a rope coming from it. And the rope is pointed back towards you. And if you tilt your device, you tilt where the rope's coming from. But you use uh, one finger or two fingers to rotate that wooden device and wrap the rope around it. Right. As you wrap the rope around it, wherever the rope touches, a little ways out from the rope, the wood gets painted. And your goal is to try and paint the object to a certain percentage. You get points based on how far you go. 70%, 80%, or 90% are the three levels. And based on how many you get, because you get like one flower for 70, two for 80, and three for 90, however many flowers you get unlock further puzzles. So you've got to do well to keep going on. This version of the game actually has dozens of different modes of how to play this type of puzzle. Oh, okay. And I played it on the iPhone, and it was outstanding. It was one of the best, most innovative puzzle games I've played ever. Right. And now that I've played it on the iPad with the bigger screen and the much bigger interface to work with, it feels like you're actually holding the block of wood. The graphics are perfect. Oh, yeah. The graphics are unbelievable. It's just such a natural feeling situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't feel like you're playing a video game. You don't feel like you're interacting with something virtual. You feel like you're actually working with this in your hands. Right, right. From from every aspect of it. The sounds, you hear the rope pulling and stretching. You can hear the nails if the rope slides off of one of them. You'll hear a little ping sound. Gotcha, gotcha. It's just so detailed and so well done. I honestly think it's a must-own game for anyone that likes puzzle games. 
Now that that is a little more pricey now, though. What is it like seven dollars or something? Seven ninety nine. Yeah, it's okay. a little high. If you're a little odd on the uh, on the interface with it, and you're not sure if you'd like it, the first version of it is down to three dollars. Okay, and that'll work on the iPhone and the iPod as well. And there is a free version of the first game. No light version of the iPad game. They, I haven't seen hardly any of them with light versions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's very few and far between, and most of the ones that you do get a light version for, you uh, really don't want. <laughs> I take that back. Some of them are some of them are good. Some of them have made me want to get the the bigger version. I got a freemium game that had a nice little misleading thing for what the full version had, which really threw me off. Uh-huh. Some uh, Texas Hold'em game that was a one-on-one, and it said, if you pay $5 for the full version, you unlock more players. So I assume, hey, I can play against four or five people now. Oh. And no, it just means other computer opponents in the one-on-one game. Gotcha, gotcha. Good to know. Thanks. Yeah, yeah if, if you want to avoid that one, that is Hold'em HD. <laughs> Hey, you know, I saw that people are trying to, that they tried to bring Uno to this and allow for four players. And I was like, how can you do that? Because everyone can see your cards. And then I watched a video of how they're playing it. You have to cup your hand over your card deck at all times. Well, not at all times, I guess, when you're going to bring up your cards. But you cup your hands over it, and that's supposed to prevent other people from seeing <laughs> your cards. And I was like, oh, boy, that's wow. a stretch. Yeah. yeah. But I, that, but I, outside of that, I hear that the Uno's pretty fun on there if you play it, like, online or something. Yeah, I've got the uh, the regular Uno game for the iPhone. Okay. Um, it's, it's it's a little buggy at times, but overall, it's, it's really well done. It's quite a bit of fun. I don't think... I'll ever get the satisfaction that I get out of the version that's available on the 360 uh, of Uno. I, I really think that's the pinnacle of an online type of Uno game for the 21st century. And hey, that's the only online Uno game where you can go on and see pictures of people's genitalia. What? You haven't heard about all the people doing that on there? No. Oh, oh. my God. There, wow. There's some, some funny... Uh, xbox live forum things from people's parents my goodness like, why is my kid banned until december 31st 9999 <laughs> nude no yeah it's like uh they were exposing themselves while playing uno <laughs> it's like That's this is amazing. the cool thing for kids to do i don't know if they've never heard of chat roulette but i guess they're doing it on there now yeah first sexting and now this hey well how can we not wrap up on sexting and nude no I know, right? No, no. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you so much, Jaden, for being a part of We Talk Games. Thank you for the great and long-running, but uh, full, chock-full of great stuff. And how can we not go extra large on our first iPad edition? Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next time on We Talk Games or the breakout bonus level mini-sode of We Talk Games. Glad to be here. Right on, man. See ya. In fact, I'm going to wrap up this episode of our Breakout Bonus Level Portable Gaming Minisode with a track off of Rebirth by Jaden the Eternal. You can find that in the Apple Music Store. Just click on the show notes link. Here's a little drum and bass action. Roots. Talk to you soon, everybody. Bye.